Welcome to this worship service. This is the sixth Sunday in the season of Easter. And this morning, we will be looking at the theme, More Than You Can See. More Than You Can See. We begin our worship service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Father of light, every good and perfect gift comes from you. Inspire us to think those things that are true and long for those things that are good, that we may always make our petitions according to your gracious will, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <clears throat> Our text this morning is from the Old Testament book of 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 15 through 17. I read 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Oh, Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. This is the word of God for consideration this morning. Dear brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ, during the Second World War, which was between 1939 and 1945. Now, in 1941, to be specific, the British ships found and attacked a German submarine, damaging it heavily. Thinking they were about to sink, the German crew abandoned the ship, but the submarine didn't go to the bottom as quickly as they had anticipated. The British sailors managed to board the vessel and took everything they could find that seemed to be of value, including a strange-looking typewriter, which looked like a machine in the radio room, and a book that was beside that typewriter. They all took that. Upon further investigation, this strange device proved to be a code machine which is known as an Enigma machine to history. And the book was its key. The capture of this device and the book allowed the Allied forces to read German radio messages for the next couple of weeks and contributed to the eventual deciphering other German radio messages. 
and communications. Knowing where the German forces were going and what they were doing was a very huge strategic advantage to the British Army. Friends in our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, in the verses leading up to today's first lesson, we see how God gave a similar tactical advantage to the Israelite army during the war with the Arameans, one of the neighbors. Even though the Aramean army seems to have been quite a bit more powerful than that of the Israelites, they never could seem to force a decisive battle and win the war. Even the king tried to set ambush attack. It seemed as though the Israelites knew what he was up to before he even did anything. And in fact, that was exactly what was going on. After yet another failed campaign, the king of Aram summoned his officers and demanded of them, if we read the words before our text, especially verses 11 up to 13 of 2 Kings chapter 6, the king of Aram summoned his officers. Will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us. My lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. God was protecting his people by giving information to his prophet. Naturally, the king of Aram could not allow this situation to continue. What did he do? We continue. He said, go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. So during the night, the king sent his army to surround Dothan, hoping that if he could capture or kill Elisha, he might then be free to pursue war with the Israelites. That is where our text for today pick up the story. We read on verse 15, says, When the king, servant of the man of God, got up and went out early in the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. They were surrounded, and there didn't seem a way out for them. Friends, I guess that many of us have not experienced being hunted and surrounded by an army who wants to capture you for being such an effective intelligence agent. But I also guess there have been times in life when you felt as though you were surrounded by difficult circumstances and it seemed as though there was no way out. Maybe it was the general stress of life that we all have to deal with so many deadlines, 
that is not possible to meet all of them. So many places to be in a given day that you are just chasing from one thing to another and you find yourself asking, what am I going to do? Or maybe that surrounded, trapped feeling is from a social perspective. Maybe there is a friendship or a relationship that does not seem to be working out. Maybe there is a marriage that has become a struggle. Maybe there are parents or teachers who don't understand you or children who don't show proper respect. What am I going to do? That is always the question that is asked. Or maybe there is something even less that we have even less control over. Maybe some medical surprise you did not seem coming for you, for someone you care about. And there don't seem to be many options, many pleasant options. What am I going to do? Sometimes this same feeling of being trapped comes up in spiritual life too. Each one of us has our own spiritual weak points. The particular sins that we really struggle to avoid and sometimes it seems like you are trapped in those things. No matter how hard you try, when the temptation comes, the sinful side of you is ready to go again. No matter what the consequences have been in the past and it's an ongoing struggle. And the question is always, what am I going to do? Isn't that kind of a foolish response to a situation like this? Think about the prophet Elisha, especially his servant. Let us look at him. Biblical Dothan was a city that was surrounded by a war, a very high war. But it was not as large as the city of Jerusalem. And almost certainly it did not have a huge army inside. So what could Elisha and his servant do? Should they respond by throwing stones? Or give a rousing speech to rally the residents of the city so that they act to, in order to help them? Maybe that works in the movies, but probably not in reality. You have experienced the same thing. You might try the latest time management and stress relief technique out there, and it might help with some things, but the problem really is not solved. Stress just arises from another place in life. No matter what you do, you employ the most thoughtful of the strategies to improve relationships or marriages. And there certainly is value to such things. But when you are dealing with sinful and imperfect people, new issues tend to arise to replace the ones that have been resolved.
You might pursue the latest medical miracle cure and it might even work for one disease or illness, but eventually another one will arise to take its place because the underlying problem has not been solved. And that underlying problem comes out in spiritual life. Because you see the same thing happening there. You might cultivate the best of spiritual habit. You might surround yourself with people who are good spiritual influence. And all of that probably does help sometimes. But it is not enough. Your sinful nature is still there. And it's still a struggle. And even if by some miracle you do succeed in reading your life a certain sinful desire, you cannot undo the damage that is already been done. We are surrounded. But today's text shows us a wonderful truth that changes everything. And that is exactly the reality of what is going on. And that is more than you can see, as our theme states. God is also at work behind the scenes, and that's make all the difference. First of all, we see that you are surrounded by the Spirit. Listen to what happened to Elisha and his servant. Verse 16 and 17 says, Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes. And he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. It was still true that the Aramean army was surrounding Dothan. But suddenly that didn't seem to matter so much anymore because something else was going on behind the scenes. God's army of angels had surrounded the Aramean and it became clear what the reality was. Nothing was going to happen to Dothan or to Elisha or his servant, unless it fell in line with the good and gracious will of God. That is exactly what Jesus promises to do for you and me. Even though we don't expect to see the kinds of miracle on the scale of what happened in the Bible times, the wonderful reality is that we are surrounded by God in perhaps a more powerful way than even the miracle of the years past. Certainly, he still sends his angels to protect all of us, just like he did for Elisha. But in today's gospel reading, found in John chapter 14, especially verse 26, Jesus promised, he says, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So no matter where you go and no matter what you see, you are surrounded 
by the Holy Spirit. He is always with you. And his job is to remind you the reality is more than you can see. Like Elisha and his servant, it might appear as though situations in life are hopeless. But the reality is that the Almighty God is at work on your behalf every day. You might feel like you are surrounded by troubles, but in actuality you are surrounded by the Holy Spirit. And when you understand that and listen to the reminders he gives you, you realize that instead of being surrounded by fear, you can be surrounded by peace. Peace is exactly how things play out when God's activity on behalf of his people is concluded. Look at Elisha and his servant. If you read on from where our text ended, you find how the Aramean army was stricken with confusions by God and they ended up following Elisha to a place where they were surrounded by wars at the end of the war. It had seemed as though Elisha and his servant were at the mercy of the Aramean. But in reality, Elisha had the Aramean in the palm of his hand. And he was the one who showed mercy to them. What, like, what looked like warfare and destruction ended with peace. Friends, that is always the case when God's activity is factored into picture. When you find yourself overwhelmed with stress and frantically struggling to keep your head above water, what reality does the Holy Spirit remind you of? Jesus still loves you. And when it comes to things that matter for eternity, there is nothing you have to do. Jesus already did it all for you. When you find yourself surrounded by relationships that are falling apart and it seems like there is no one you can count on or when your health starts to fail and life changes in a major way, what reality does the Holy Spirit remind you? Jesus is always there eager to hear your prayer and promising to provide the strength that you need. When reality does, the Holy Spirit reminds you. At the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And it was finished. What was finished? Jesus rose from the dead. And there is nothing more that you need to do. Those sins are forgiven. They are gone. The reality is Jesus promises you the same things he promises you, his first century disciples in today's text. He told them on John chapter 14 verse 27 that peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. And do not be afraid. Reality is more than you can see. Because of that, the fear that comes from what you see can be replaced with the peace that comes from what you know 
about the reality of God's activity. You are surrounded by the Spirit, and that means that no matter what happens, your life is not surrounded by fear either. You are surrounded by peace. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, Heavenly Father, how great is your love for us. You willingly sent your beloved Son to a world full of sinful rebels. The innocent one came to save the guilty, but his own people rejected him, and his enemy tortured him and put him to death. Because you did not withhold your one and only Son, but let him take our guilt on himself, to set up free, we praise your holy name. Keep us in the true faith, in unity with all faithful Greek Christians, and grant us a blessed life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Serve the Lord. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you. And the Lord keep on you. In Jesus' name, go in peace. Amen.